Hey guys, it's Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers. Welcome to the Caps On Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Caps On Podcast. Coming to you from the Capitol. With your hosts, Nick Tobias, Tyler Bloomstick, and Michael Britton. Week 17 NFL preview, uh, episode 7 of our Caps On podcast series. We're getting up there. Um, how you guys doing today? Living the dream. Doing well. Uh, what's going on, everyone? All right, so we got a lot of teams that have playoff spots locked up. We got a lot of teams still fighting for their last playoff spots. Um, yeah, so we'll try our best to give you... All the injury updates, everybody that's out, everyone that's getting set because their team already locked up a spot. Basically all the news just like we uh, normally do. Um, And with that being said, let's jump right into uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, The line is Cleveland minus three. The total set at 44.5. Cleveland is 6-9. Cincinnati 1-14. I feel like it's week 17. We know the teams by now. Like We know what a team is, no one's really going to surprise you. Um, but Cleveland with, always surprises me. Yeah, but with that being <laughs> said, this number is off. Um, Cleveland is playing for a moral victory here. Um, there's no shot at the playoffs for either team. Um, but since he was down huge to Miami last week, um, ended up somehow crawling back into the game, I don't really even know how, to be completely honest. I don't think we're going to see that this week, no though. No way. What do you mean? We're not going to see Cleveland go up by like 21 or 14 points and Cincinnati, you know, come barreling back. No, which is, which is why. Even I, not good, but they're not. The Dolphins bad. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Cleveland has the superstars on the team. Um, Who all hate playing for the yeah. coach. Which is fair, and this is his last year anyways. He's going to be gone. Um, I saw a bunch of Urban Meyer rumors today. Um, Urban. I think that's the funniest thing ever. I mean, I Urban wonder, Meyer's name comes up for Urban every Meyer. coach. I know. He's, he's going to be the coach of the Cowboys. He's going to be the coach of the Giants. He's going to be the coach of the Browns. He's going to be coach of every team. But anyways, um, nobody's really sitting out for the Browns. Um, Cincinnati is Cincinnati. Um, the line is a field goal. I don't care where Cleveland's playing this game. They could be playing it on Mars for all I care, and Cleveland minus three will still be my picks. So. I think I'm with you there, Stick. I know that these guys kind of, you know, the, the videos came out of Odell Beckham kind of, you know, jawing at Freddie Kitchens on the sideline. What it was over, no one, you know, exactly knows or what was said. They've kind of kept that all quiet. I think this is a huge bounce-back candidate for Freddie Kitchens and for that team. It's kind of, you know, their last chance to show everybody what it could be. I think they open up the playbook a little bit, and I don't think Cincinnati's prepared for uh, maybe not a hundred percent of Odell's uh, or of uh, Cleveland's offense, but um, you know what they could be. So we we, we roll. So I'm taking I'm taking Cleveland minus uh, two and a half here on Fanduel. You had it at minus three. Oh, whatever it is, I don't care. The line could be seven. I'm gonna take it. Three. I think we're gonna it's three. we're gonna go ahead and take three. three. Cool. All right then. Yeah, I'll take Cleveland minus uh, three. Yeah, I agree with the uh, with the Cleveland train. Baker Mayfield usually has a, has trouble when he. He's being pressured, and he doesn't have time to throw the football. Cincinnati's defense isn't that impressive. Um, I, th- I do think, like Mano said, this might be Cleveland's so- uh, swan song headed into the offseason. This is something Freddie Kitchens wants to win. Uh, you know, at least go into the offseason on a positive note. 
uh, open the playbook. You know, the, the Cleveland's talent is off the chains on the offensive end. Um, I'll go Cleveland minus three. Yeah, easy pick here. I mean, the Browns aren't anything great, but they are playing the Bengals. And with a spread like we've been talking about at minus three, how can you not take something like that? I trust the talent on the, the, the Browns. Yeah, e- more than easily. A, yeah, easily. And I mean, even if even if for some reason you are worried about the spread, like the money line's still minus one fifty, you could toss your whole savings on that, and you're basically guaranteed to win. Browns minus three. All right, um, first squad agreement on the first game. Uh, moving on, we got Chicago at Minnesota, um, one o'clock on Sunday. Minnesota are one point favorites at home. Um, just a quick little note: this is not a primetime game. Um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook is probably still going to be out. Same with Madison. Um, but I, I don't think it makes a difference, really. Um, Chicago is coming off two losses at Green Bay and last week against Kansas City where they only put up three points against a much-improved Kansas City defense. Uh, they're playing really, really well as of late. Um, Minnesota also had a loss against Green Bay on Monday night, and they didn't really impress me um, at all. Uh, Green Bay seemed to play pretty well, but Kirk was typical Kirk in prime time. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's an indicator of this Minnesota team. I think they have the tools to go deep into the playoffs with this a healthy Dowling Cook. This game opened at minus seven. Did and it really? Is, yeah, and has now bet, been bet to minus one. Are you sure? I feel, yeah, 100%. At least on Action Network, yeah. I, would, I don't... I don't trust action. Oh no! I, I it says four. Uh, I, I have because this usually line. tells me the opening sports line. line. It says it, it's minus. It was minus seven. Went to minus seven and a half. It went from seven and a half to one. I don't understand the line movement on this. Then um, I'm gonna have to check on this. I believe you. Um, I, I don't understand that though. That's a really big jump. So something. I don't know. What I don't. Happened. I don't understand that line movement at all. Yeah, but all right. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know what happened there. Madison is actually playing. He's, he's expected to play this game, uh, but they're expected to miss Dalvin Cook this week again. So I, I don't really know why it jumped so bad. That's, so that's like a really rap. It usually jumps down in half points, full points. I don't know why that's the way it is. I don't know how accurate that is. I believe it. I, I think this line should be a uh, little bit higher saying, than okay, it actually so is. They're but, saying that the line plummeted a touchdown when Minnesota became boxed into the number six seed. Um, so they're, so they're okay. assuming that the uh, I guess that the Vikes are going to yeah. rest a bunch of key players now. Obviously, they haven't said anything yet. They haven't. Yep, they haven't said anything, but they're expected to rest key players on the offensive side. Um, so I, I guess that's just like it's just a really good thing to keep in mind if we could give you any tip for betting a week seventeen game or really any any game late in the season. Um, Monitor the inactives. Yeah, keep in mind which because I mean, we're recording this podcast on Thursday night. Um, the games aren't till Sunday, obviously. Uh, so we we can't give you live updates on injury reports. Uh, we might kind of keep up with it a tiny, tiny bit on our Instagram at capsons.sports. But, uh, yeah, again, it's tough. So just keep in mind which teams are locked into spots, which teams could possibly advance their seed, um, so on and so forth. But anyways, Vikings minus one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vikings yeah. minus one regardless. Yeah, I mean, the I bottom line is here, Chicago stinks. And that's that's, that's Their offense is Terrible. Yeah, I think it's Minnesota's defense that really carries this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so Minnesota minus one, everybody. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's an, an easy, easy agreement. agreement. Okay. Atlanta visiting the Tampa Bay Bucks at Raymond James. 
Atlanta's coming into this at six and nine. Tampa at seven and eight. Um, Atlanta seven and eight against the spread. Tampa five and eight against the spread. Um, so neither team great. The line is Tampa Bay minus one. It opened at a pick'em. Uh, the total opened at fifty, and it's been bet down and adjusted to forty-seven and a half. Um, I like Atlanta in this one. Um, I I don't really. Like, this is a game I'm probably not going to bet, but I do like Atlanta. Um, I I just don't trust Tampa Bay, um, especially with um, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans out. Uh, that offense, like it, they still have the ability to put up points, but I just wouldn't trust it. Um, they took a loss at Houston. They kind of looked. They scored the least amount of points in a while, um, from what I can remember. Only 20 points up on the board, and they pushed against the spread here. But Atlanta has been, excuse me, pretty sneaky. Um, they've won three straight against Carolina, uh, convincingly 40 to 20, at San Francisco, which is a big win, and then um, beat Jacksonville at home. Um, has covered the spread in their last three. And they also played New Orleans to a tight eight-point game four weeks ago. So they're turning it around. We mentioned it last week. They're playing for Dan Quinn's job. Um, and, I mean, ultimately this is the final test. They're not making the playoffs. And I think they go into Tampa Bay and they can cover the spread as dogs. Um, no, I, so I'm going to go Atlanta listen, plus absolutely. one. Absolutely. I think this is quick and easy. Um, Tampa is, at, is without Godwin, without Mike Evans. Yeah, Jameis can still, you know, like I said, it's every week. He can throw for 404 picks and three t- uh, interceptions, and, you know, they could still win the football game. He basically does it every week. Um, but Atlanta's <laughs> defense uh, is good. They have a very good defense. They've improved a lot. And like Stick was saying, they're playing for Dan Quinn's job. Matt Ryan is a proven winner, proven game time, uh, proven gamer. He knows how to, uh, uh, you know, lead his team to victory, two-minute drives, anything like that. Julio Jones is a stud. Uh, Atlanta plus one. Yeah, I don't have trust in Jameis, like you said. I mean, he is very prone to throw picks, and I don't have faith in the Tampa Bay defense either. I think that both both quarterbacks can throw for three, 400 yards. They throw the deep ball all the time. It's going to be a very heavily offensive game. It's going to look like a Big 12 game out there. Um, no defense. So so the one thing, I, I, I want to take the Falcons spread, but I feel like it could be a little bit of a toss-up. I might... I'm, I want to take the over. I was about to say the over. The, uh, the over is something that you can look at in this game, especially if you know, if it's you can you're going to be able to tell early on what kind of football game this is going to be if you can hop on it live and it doesn't, you know, shoot way beyond fifty. What is it? Forty seven and a half it's now. Forty six. Forty eight. Yeah. Forty eight. I, I don't hate that at all. It's, not, it's, it's definitely not. possible. These are two you know higher powered offense. Like you said, there's no defense. I, I'm taking I'm taking Atlanta in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this one outright. I agree with you on that. I gotta take Atlanta, and going off what you said, I think this is a live bet for the over. If you see that the offenses are coming out strong and going for that deep shot, definitely hammer the over early. But my pick will be Falcons minus one. Okay, another squad agreement. We got yeah, 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 yeah. Four on Atlanta. Moving on, we got the Saints visiting the Panthers in Carolina. The line is New Orleans minus thirteen. The total is set at 46. It's opened at 48, so um, some action on the under there. New Orleans is 10 and five. Carolina or 12 and three, 10 and five against the spread. Carolina is five and 10, six and eight against the spread. Uh, just a note for this one: the Saints are still playing for playoff seating, um, so they can advance. Um, they can get higher up on the rankings in the NFC, and I think they're not going to take their foot off the gas whatsoever. Um, 
and I mean, we saw it when they played uh, Indianapolis two weeks ago. They just absolutely manhandled that team. And then you look and turn on the other side of the ball, and Carolina got manhandled by Indianapolis. I don't care that this spread is nearly two touchdowns. I think it's going to be a 20-point game. Uh, New Orleans is playing for something. And, yeah, pretty much it. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I don't, they're not sitting anybody, and these are just it's just a tale of two very, very different teams. And sorry, Mike, but I don't trust Will Greer. Listen, I love Will Greer, but I do not trust him, especially after seeing his performance. Three picks last week. He puts his whole body into throws. Yeah, he, he does. Which is impressive, but not effective. <laughs> It clearly didn't work. No, um, it worked in the you know. Yeah, it worked, worked in college. I think this game is won by the Saints' defense. I don't think like their offense is still going to put up points, but I I don't see Carolina being able to score. You got to stop McCaffrey, and that's pretty much it. And force Will Greer to make throws to DJ Moore and company. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be Carolina testing out a lot. I mean, like you said, they have nothing to play for. They're just going to see what maybe what Will Greer can do. They're just going to. Be a little more lenient with him. Let him throw it a little more. Hopefully he doesn't throw more picks. But I just think that the Saints are too good in this. And I I have to take the Saints at, what was it, minus 13? Yeah. I have to take him at minus 13. Like you said, especially with the defense, if Will Greer starts throwing picks and they're not able to score, the Saints are just going to run it up because they're going for that number one seed. Like So the Saints have already seed. clinched a playoff spot. They just haven't been locked into a specific seeding, correct? Yeah, so they're going so for the number my one. My concern then. with that is that they're in the playoffs. These guys know they're in the playoffs, and they might be going at, you know, 70 80%, you know, even though Sean Payton's like, hey, our team, like, we're not, ta- yeah, we're not taking anything off the gas, whatever. I think he... You know, in the back of his mind, he's aware that he's still in a playoff spot and would hate to go into any situation without a Kamara, without a Breeze. Um, so I think he's, despite what he says, I think they're going to rotate in and out. I think they're going to be conservative with their play calling in a sense where, like, they don't want people to get hurt right before this game. So I think Carolina might be able to keep it close because of that. I'm going Carolina plus 13. See, I just want to jump in real quick. I disagree <laughs> with that because you know the difference between a Drew Breeze at home and you know Drew Brees on the road. And if they can lock up that number one seed, I think that's their absolute goal this week. I don't I don't know. <coughs> and Sean Payton's not one to give smoke signals. I, I think that he is a very straightforward guy, and I think that... I don't know. I think number they, one they seed need is to win no the game. Joke. The Nor- okay, so New Orleans just needs to win the game. They don't have to win by 13 yeah, to get that's that number one spot. I, 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 I agree, agree, I agree that's with that. that that's what I'm though. saying. That's I think they can win by 10. Exactly. Sean Payton knows the talent that he has in his second unit is per, in sub-packages are probably better than what Carolina is. Sure. Fine. Touche. But still. I mean, that proves more of your point, but I mean... I like Carolina yeah, I plus know. 13. I think uh, the Carolina Panthers, the, the players are fighting for uh, their own position. They're, they're fighting for uh, a spot on the team now. You know, new head coach and everything. Everyone's going to want to prove themselves that they're worthy of next year. Obviously, they front office might be looking to move Cam next year. They might be might be looking to move a lot of pieces, start from the ground up. So Carolina players are going to come out there with uh, a head full of steam. They're going to be feeding McCaffrey all game. This is a backdoor cover game, I think. Uh, I think the starters for New Orleans stay in the full first half if they're up, you know, 14 14 points. You're, you're going to see Teddy Two Gloves. You're going to see Taysom Hill in there, Latavius Murray. Um, so I, I, I'm going to rock with Carolina plus 13 here, too. All right. So, okay, so what we got next? Mike, you make your pick? Yeah, yeah. I said Saints minus 13. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, so we have Jets versus Buffalo in Buffalo. Uh, the Jets come into this six and nine, both straight up and against the spread. Nice, um, <laughs> very nice. 
Uh, Buffalo ten and five and nine and five against the spread. The line favors the Bills by a point and a half. Uh, the total opened at thirty seven. Um, low scoring. It's now down to thirty six and a half. Even low scoring. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's really be know. Seven to three, the final score. <laughs> so, the Bills. The Bills really are have in. nothing to play for. They're locked in. They're locked in. Um, well, they're and they good. also have yet to say whether they're going to rest starters or not. Um, well, I think Sean McDermott um, has said that he's going to rest some. He's come out and said he's going to rest some. He hasn't said anything about limiting anybody. But I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I mean, Josh Allen's the corner piece of that, that organization now. Mm-hmm. Singletary's a valuable asset. They have John Brown, Cole Beasley. They're small, so you don't want them getting cracked over the middle. You risk dislocated shoulder, broken rib. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're telling me is Frank Gore Frank, over yes. rushing yards prop bet. Yeah, well, well I gotta check and see what he's at. But if, it, if listen, if his over under is at like thirty and a half or forty, I mean, yeah, it's one of those like week seventeen random dude gets a hundred yards. It's gonna be Frank Gore's game. I this is a game I'm not touching. I'm not touching this game no, because I do think obviously it could go one of two ways, and that's that's pretty self explanatory. I want to pick Buffalo here. Just because it's Buffalo, and I've been riding Buffalo all year, and I love them. Uh, they're they're a good team. They play hard on the defensive end. They're in Buffalo too. Um, I'm staying away from this game. Not betting my extra. I'm, I'm not going to bet anything on it. But for the sake of the cap, I'm going to take Buffalo minus one and a half. I'm with you on Buffalo. It's a home game, and I don't know what you know. And this is I I don't know if this is going to be my lock because I'm zero and two when I bet against the Jets and locks. <laughs> but um. The Jets don't really. They, I don't think they're playing for Adam Gase. It kind of came out and was reported that they kind of lost the, that he lost the locker room, and uh, his retaliation is that he's rich as he's rich as fuck. So, <laughs> so I don't know if you know that really bodes over well in New York. But he said it anyway. So, or he's told someone who told someone else. But um, I'm, I'm taking the Jets minus one and a half, or not it the Jets. Is. I'm taking the Bills minus one and a half. So, I, oh, oh, sorry. I agree with you, man. I feel like you have to take the Bills on this. I understand the Jets have won the past, like five of their seven last games, and maybe if they were home, I would consider. I know it's a division matchup, but I just have to take the Bills. Bills Mafia is going to go nuts. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, they're, they're playing nuts. in Buffalo. They're like, in the playoffs. You will not win in Buffalo. Those and, guys feel they probably have a legitimate chance to do some damage. They're riled up. They're going to see them beat do. up they, on it. They, they do. Almost, they no, they no, almost no, beat the no, Patriots I last I week. I agree. I agree. But those fans are like, oh, look, we're beating up on the Jets. What do we think we can do against whoever we play? They're well, going to go not wild. Up. It's like it's... the Giants, I want to beat up on the Phil, uh, on the Eagles this week. I, oh, yeah. I don't care. The game doesn't mean crap for us, but I want to beat the hell out of the Eagles. The amount of middle fingers Sam Darnold is about to see this week is going to be mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, I think squad agreement on Bills. Well, minus you take it, uh, yeah, I'm taking I haven't taken a oh. pick yet. I'm actually going to play the under on this one. I don't want to pick a side. Um... I know the total is unbelievably low at 37, but this game I can see end up being maybe 17-10, 20-10, like 20-13. Maybe 17-3. Like, I don't, I don't see the way this game goes over. It's going to be raining in Buffalo on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to play a side and mess with who's going to be in, but you know for a fact that Buffalo's starters are going to rest for a certain extent. Um, and they don't have much offense as it is. We might see Matt Barkley in this game. Matt Barkley! Yeah, I mean, a USC wow, guy. That's my dude. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to play the under on this one. I, I don't want to pick a side, but if I had to lean, I would definitely agree with you guys. And 36 and a half? Or th- 30. Yeah, it's 36 and a half right now. Okay. 
Wish I could take the 37, but it can't because yeah, that's where we're it's at. not the line. We don't make up lines here. <laughs> so Another NFC, uh, uh, AFC East. Yeah, we got Miami uh, visiting New Welcome England in Foxborough. Miami. Miami is 4-11, and 8-7 and seven against the spread. Not mm. bad. That's a surprising number. Yeah, I did not know that. Because their spreads were all like 14 at the beginning of the year, and then people were like, uh, they're actually good enough to cover like 10. So yeah, that's true. It got bet back down. Uh, speaking of double-digit spreads, the line opened at New England minus 16. It's at New England's mi- New England minus 15 and a half now. Um, that is a that's, a cr- that's one of the highest spreads we've seen. Um, this is like the Ravens-Jets Monday night game, or Thursday game, actually. Mm. Oh, um, well. We picked the Jets in that one, barely missed the cover. I think it was by like three points. Yeah, oh, we didn't pick. all pick. New England was 18. We did, we posted it. New England was minus 18 against Miami last time. Posted on the Instagram. New England was minus 18 last time they played Miami, and they covered 43-0. to zero. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just had to pause that the, the number that you just said was correct. It's yeah, just, like you had to process that. Yeah. Like, the Patriots are still playing for playoff seeding. Um, they still have a shot at home field. Um, no, they don't. They, they can move up to the two spot. The Ravens have home field yeah. clinched up yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what I like about this game. Um, Over-under, we got 44.5. So the total's not... total's right in the middle. Miami's been letting up a lot, a lot of points lately. Um, and New England... I, I, I want to say they kind of figured it out. But they also maybe haven't. I don't know. I'm going to take... Oh, this is a real tough one. Like This is a shitty game. Like, I'm going to come out... This, I, I, like, I'm no explanation. Straight out. Go ahead. Miami 15.5. I agree with you. I agree. Fitzmagic, I think, is going to go into Foxborough. By no means do I think the Dolphins are going to win this. Or No. I think it's going to be close to a two-score game. I just think that it doesn't go over two scores. I think, realistically, there's going to be about a 10 10 to 14-point margin that the Patriots win by. But I think Fitzmagic is going to hold it in there, and they don't have anything to play for. They're going to just be sending it down the field, and... I think Fitzmagic, like I said, keeps... I really like what Miami's been doing. I, I like what Brian Flores has been doing in that locker room. Uh, Miami's needed a guy to turn it around. That organization's been in the toilet bowl for the past 10 years. Um, and I think Brian Flores is doing a good job, and, and he's returned home. It's a revenge game for the head coach. Um, so I feel comfortable 15, uh, 15 and a half for Miami. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on Miami. Play, or I was with you on Miami plus 15 and a half. I was with you on the Brian Flores stuff. I was with you on the two-score game, Mike, <laughs> well, until the... oh, until no. until you said they lost forty-eight to nothing, forty-three to nothing. That doesn't help. That doesn't matter. Well, that was that was week two. I don't care what it was. Are the Dolphins much better now than they were week? Oh, sorry, two. that was week three. Can you or imagine no, two, betting two, the over at like forty-six? The and Dolphin, that happening. Listen, the Dolphins <laughs> are a lot better than I know. I I. Listen, for the same reason, I think the other uh, some of the other games are kind of get right games for this team. I worry that I wonder if New England is going to come out and try to open up some things for uh, for like a playoff situation, kind of show some teams, show whoever their first round opponents, different look against Miami, and make them a little you know that much harder to scout. I think Miami covers here. Yes. Or no, I think New England covers oh. here. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I agree with Mano on this one. I'm sorry. I don't give a crap how many points. Uh, Miami's getting here. They got absolutely beat down in Miami. Now they're in New England. The Patriots have struggled all year. Not struggled. I mean, they're 12-3, and three, but they haven't played up to the standards that they hold themselves to. 
I think they're going to take this opportunity to absolutely just demolish them. I would not be surprised if the if Miami doesn't score one point again. Again, see again. I would not be surprised. On the other end of that, though, the Patriots might be coming into this. They couldn't like a... find the end zone against the Jets. Sanders had seven field goals. They couldn't find the end zone against the Jets. Fitzmagic is going to not be very magical on Sunday. I promise you that. It's just not. I don't know. New England minus fifteen and a half. As long as the spread's under twenty, I'm going to take it. So. Sheesh. So there's that. Um, All right. <laughs> what's down the middle? Green Bay at Detroit. Um, Green Bay are 12.5 point favorites. Uh, the total set at 43. Green Bay is 12 and 3, 10 and 5 against the spread. Detroit 3 and 11 and 5 and 10 against the spread. Um, I don't really know what I want to do with this We're game because. Green Bay did impress me on Monday night against the Vikings. Um, I think their defense really, really stepped up and forced um, the Vikings to get, have a lot of trouble. And they're on a very long win streak at the moment. Um, and Detroit is just on the complete opposite. They lost to Chicago, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Denver. They're just not putting up points. And I think their defense is holy enough to... Not holy as in religion terms, but... <laughs> Like cheese, um, <laughs> I think going against the Packers. Yeah, I, going against the Packers, I just think that they're not going to be able to stop all the weapons that they have. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just too dynamic. Devontae Adams has yet to really have a breakout game. Um, the running game is really what they've been kind of leaning on. So, so where I, are you going Green Bay twelve and a half. I'm gonna go Green Bay minus twelve and a half. Um, they're still like I mean Green Bay beat Minnesota by thirteen. Like right. I, I I just don't see a way that Detroit keeps it closer. They so also, I'm gonna go Green Bay minus thirteen or twelve and a half. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Green Bay minus twelve and a half. I mean we saw what they did to the Vikings and their defense literally smothered the Vikings. The Vikings had eighty two passing yards that whole game. Like that's insane. Those that Smith combination of a defensive end for um the Packers are legitimate. Those are two really Zaire, good. Zaire Smith is, Zadarius is a, and, and Preston. Zadarius is is a baller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry I mean, it's no, it's okay. Like I, I have to take Green Bay minus twelve and a half on this. I don't think the Lions can get it done. They're not a good passing team as as it is. They're on their third string quarterback, and on top of having a crazy pass rush by by the Packers, and then nice secondary holding the Vikings to no like less than hundred yards. Packers minus 12 and a half on this. They're going to smother, smother, smother the Lions. I like Detroit here, um, as, as much as it pains me to say. Green Bay is a very injury-prone team between Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, pains uh, Aaron you Jones. Say, pains huh? you to say injuries could transition. What do you mean? Oh, it doesn't yeah. pay. <laughs> but Devontae Adams has been battling injuries all year. Um, Aaron Jones has been injury-prone. And, and, and I think if, they, if the Green Bay gets out to an early lead, I think they might try to... You know, maybe not give the ball to Devontae Adams as much. Not run the ball. You know, give the ball to, uh, to Jamal Adams instead. Uh, it's, it's an in-division game, too, and these in-division games are always shootouts. Um, and, and it's in Detroit. If it was in Green Bay, I probably would think a little bit differently. But it's in Detroit. It's in a dome. It's not like it's going to be too chilly. I like Detroit <clears throat> plus 12.5 here. I think they have I think they have enough to cover at the back end of the game. I like Green Bay here. I don't see a situation where they, where they lose this game. I don't see a situation where they don't score more than 13 points uh, against, um, or more than 13 points worth of whatever the, the Lions put up. Green Bay here. All right. 
So, uh, three Green Bay's in Detroit. All right, next game we have is the L.A. Chargers at Kansas City. Uh, game initially opened up at Kansas City minus 7.5, and, and it's been pushed to Kansas City minus 9. Uh, what are you guys thinking here? Kansas City's got a, a playoff spot locked up, don't they? Mahomes um, has been battling injury all year. Tyreek Hill, well, Tyreek Hill's fine, but it's just Mahomes is in 100%. Um, it's in Kansas City, too. What are you, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Kansas City here. I um, I, I'm not a big Chargers guy. Oh, I, I'm sick I, of betting the on last Chargers. Week. I can't bet on the Chargers. They're the most frustrating team to bet on. I think this year it's you know either backdoor covers or when when you don't bet on them or when you do bet on them it's Philip Rivers, 85 yards to go, seven points to win, <laughs> three points a tie. He gets the ball to the 50 and throws a pick. <laughs> It's I, the same thing. I, I mean, it is. You can't. I can't put my money on Philip Rivers anymore. Mm-hmm. Not after this year. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember when I when they played the um, they played the Raiders, and he was leading last the, week. No, it was a couple weeks ago. He was leading the. Yeah, they played he was, last week. He was, last he was, week. It was it was a couple weeks before that. That was probably their first meeting. Drove the team down the field, fourth quarter, threw a pick in the end zone. I, it's just that I I can't trust Phil Rivers here. Um, I can't trust a reigning MVP and. Patrick Mahomes, so Kansas City minus nine. Yeah, I have to agree strictly because of what you guys said. Based on Philip Rivers, there is a little part of me that's worried that this is gonna somehow be the game, like his last game ever, mm-hmm. that he ends up throwing. Like and that team pops off, too. right? Like, yeah, I hear you. Like I'm a little worried about that, but I can't just pick it based off of that small little feeling I have based on what Philip Rivers has done all season, pretty much. I have to go with the Chiefs minus nine and a half on this. So just a quick stat. Oh, cool. um, Here we go. Kansas City has only has covered the spread in every single game that they have won, except for one, and that was Week Four against Detroit. They were seven point favorites, and they only won thirty four thirty. So th- that's interesting, though. When they lose, they don't cover. That's um, been every single loss this season, um, and I'm gonna go based off that trend and the fact that the Chargers are slumping. I'm a big Chargers guy. Like I think. You're, I've been really? high on the Chargers. Like I, I yeah, you've seen the how they talent. played this year. You've seen how they played this year. No, how I completely, I completely agree with you, and I'm taking Kansas City here. Okay, thank but, you. Okay, okay. I'm yeah, taking Kansas City, but I, I just, I don't know. It scares me a little <laughs> tiny bit because this is a divisional game. Um, their first meeting stayed within seven points. Like I think it was a month ago. Um, but I, I don't know. I think Kansas City is just in a lot better form. Mahomes is on fire, and Rivers is just trending in the opposite direction. So yeah, move on. Yeah, I'm going to take Kansas City for that one. <clears throat> Moving on, we got Tennessee visiting Houston. Uh, Tennessee are three-and-a-half-point favorites against Houston. Houston's locked up. On the road. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. And Tennessee favorites. needs to win, right? Yeah, well, Houston's locked up. Tennessee <clears throat> needs to win to be able to get in the wild card. Um, Houston, Bill O'Brien has come out and hasn't said he's going to he's gonna rest his starters. He'd be smart, too. He would yeah, be smart, too. I, gonna... I mean, the usage for Deshaun Watson and... DeAndre Hopkins has been immense this year. Will Fuller is an injury concern. I don't know why you wouldn't rest your starters, or at least only let them play a quarter or two, just get them a walkthrough, keep them warm. Mm -hmm. So if the Chiefs beat the Chargers, Houston knows that it means nothing. Um, And it's good to note that that game is a 1 o'clock game, and this game is a 4-30 game. So they'll know by kickoff whether or not this game means anything to them. Um, So I'm curious if that 
has anything to do with them I mean, resting I, starters. But I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Not I, that close. Not it, on the same day. Same, you know, with maybe potentially yeah, within minutes a, of the game. A 15 minute window. You can't get in the second half, half possibly. But then again, sure. they also Fine. really, really probably want to keep Tennessee out of the playoffs because Tennessee are a team that are dangerous. I mean, yeah, and but they can you, get to you. They went on a hot streak. They've shown what they can do. Houston cares more about their. The playoffs. I mean, they're getting they're getting JJ Watt back. They're not going to rush him back. They want him fully healthy. They want a playoff push. And <clears throat> my thing here is Tannehill wants to get an extension. He wants to start next year um, somewhere. Maybe not necessarily in Tennessee, but he wants to. This is this is his final. This is his final audition. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows how to run that offense with Derrick Henry. Uh, I like Tennessee three and a half. I do. I, I don't. I'm not going to read into this too much. I like Tennessee three and a half here. I agree. Yep. Same squad I'm agreement. You. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, I think they win by at least a touchdown. Scares me yeah. a bit, but I, I mean, I'm with it. It's so. close enough to make you worry a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Or it's far enough, big enough to make you worry a little bit. Yeah, the, the half is what scares mm-hmm. me. <clears throat> I mean, the line did open at five and a half to Houston, and it's down to three or five and a half. Um, Houston's it, getting five and a half points. It's now three and a half. So it's move. It's probably moving down because it's it's early it's action's been on Houston, but I mean, at, at five and a half, I can see that. But I don't know. Yeah, three and a half, I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think they get into the playoffs here. Tennessee has the heart here. The, the, the Tennessee needs to win this game more than Houston mm-hmm. does. Definitely. I mean, it's a division game, but Houston, why would why would Houston jeopardize their, their playoff future? So they're going to go up early and not yeah. release the brakes. I hear you. Yeah. So we're moving on. we got Indianapolis visiting Jacksonville. A yuck. gross game. Yuck, Indy yuck, is yuck. three and a half point favorites on the road. Um, the total set at 43. Um... This is another game I don't really have to read much into. Neither teams are pl- neither team is playing for anything. Um, Indy is seven and eight um, straight up, seven six, and I'm guessing two um, against the spread. And the Jags are five and ten straight up, six and nine against the spread. I'm gonna go with Indy minus three and a half. Um, both teams are gonna be at full strength. I mean, aside from pre-existing injuries, but yeah, I, I think Indy. Is the much better team. They beat up on Carolina. Like they're they're good enough to beat up on the bad teams, but not necessarily good enough to kind of stick with the better teams here. And Jacksonville's just been struggling. Haven't been able to put up points. Yeah, that's my thing. Is the Jaguars have just, just been bad. bad. The Jaguars have just been mm-hmm. bad. Their defense has been bad. Their offense has been bad. I can't trust them here. I mean, Indy minus three and a half. I can't trust what Jacksonville's doing. I, I could tr- trust Frank Wright, um, conservative Jacoby Brissett. And that offense, their defense is solid. Jacksonville just hasn't been impressive, you know, for the past five, six weeks. As soon as Nick Foles came back, everything started fall, started falling apart. They lost by 20 in Indianapolis. The Jags did. The Jags did? Yeah, and in their last seven games, they've put up 12, 16, or 12, 20, 10, 11, 20, 13, and 3. And they've lost six of those seven. Yeah. They've lost six of the seven and only beat Oakland um, on that late comeback, which arguably they should have lost that game. I think that, but, honestly, I don't know if I want to touch this game, um, but again, for the sake of the cap, minus three and a half, Indy. I'm with you on minus three and a half. Something that you guys haven't talked about is that uh, Frank Reich used to be the uh, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when Nick Foles won uh, the Super Bowl there in Philly. So I think Reich knows how to coach, you know, around or try to, you know, put Nick Foles in, in – was playing? Is playing? I'm not 100% sure, but they play very similarly to kind of coach around those, you know, quarterbacks. So you're going... So, so I'm going, going with Indy. the... I'm going Indy. I'm going to make it a little fun here. Oh, oh boy. 
I have faith. If Garner Minshew is starting, I have a little bit of faith in him. Losing six of their last seven, it's the last game. It doesn't mean anything, so what? what's the big deal if you lose? What's the big deal if you throw picks? Like They're go- both going to be going for it. I'm going to trust in Garner. I'm not going to do the spread. I'm going to just say Jacksonville money line. Ooh, okay. That's really bold. Everybody's got picks in? Yeah, yeah. we all got Indian. Mike's got Jags hey, money. so is the Sixers against the Bucks, but... Uh, <laughs> we got Washington <laughs> visiting <laughs> Dallas. Um, Dallas opened at 11-point favorites, now 10.5. Uh, the total opened at 44.5, now 45.5. So a little action on the over, and... Um, Washington. Don't so make me do it. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to agree with what you're about to do. I'm, I'm about, do I'm, it. Um, Washington plus 11 Oh, my here. God. I'm taking Washington plus, plus 11. 11. Oh, don't do it. Or 10 and a half, whatever it is. I, I I think, I don't know. This is a freaky little line here. It, oh, I hate Dallas. And them them crapping the bed last week. Um, I just think everything's but going down. The Eagles out. are, I know they're not good, but they're a different team than the Redskins. Like, they are. I don't know. The thing here is... Dallas is really playing for something. Like, win, and with an Eagles loss versus our Dallas is our boys. Too. I mean, I don't know. We <laughs> this is tricky. Like, but it shouldn't be tricky. Like, Washington's really bad, but it's also a divisional game. Listen, um, Washington needs to lose to lock in the number two pick. It is true, but <laughs> that changes anything. It was a ten point game when they played in Washington. Um, so, I mean, look, I'm split right down the middle on this one. I was going to go Washington. It was 10 point, it was a 10 point game in Washington earlier in the year. It's in Dallas. I, I just think the Cowboys get up for this one. That stadium's going to be rocking. They got to win oh. that game. Dallas minus 11. I can't, I can't put money on Washington here. I you can't do that. I'm Convince sorry. Me. Convince I, me. I hate the Cowboys. I hate the fans. You're the scums of the earth. But this is the game that everyone is shitting on Jason Garrett. They hate him. This is the game that he ends up winning. Then they all start talking like, oh, like maybe he'll keep his job. Buying, like buying, all... buying himself one Yeah, more exactly. Yeah, okay. Like I think all they right. blow the Redskins out of the water here. You're going to see Jerry Jones up in his box with his little smirk on his face, all Fist happy. His not, inv- not inviting Chris Christie back ever again. Nope. <laughs> But I think that the Cowboys just run away with this game and just kill the Redskins. I'm with you. I don't. Dallas has something to get up for, like you said, Stick. I don't think Washington, you know, can hold Dallas's whatever in Jock. this game. Jock, anything. Something that <laughs> I'm looking at the injury report now. Um, Terry McLaurin's been sidelined all week with the concussion, still hasn't gotten out of concussion protocol. So he's Haskins pro- is out, which I think gives them a better shot to win the game. I think yeah, yeah. but. I think Case Keenum is I would rather have not Case a bad Keenum quarterback. I'd rather have Case Keenum honest. in there, but not having Terry McLaurin is big because Terry McLaurin's their only viable wide receiver. Um, all right. Now, you know, Washington plus 11. I'm going with the gut. Washington You're going for them to... S- okay, I hear you. Listen, they don't have to win the football game to cover that's the true. spread. That's true. That's all, I, that's all I care about. You're good? Yeah, I picked Alex. All right, Philly at the Giants. Uh, it's a 425 mm-hmm. start. Are we going to this? What is uh, happening with this? I don't know. Well, I mean, we, we didn't were, buy tickets, but... We're severely unprepared if we are going to go. <laughs> I still have the tables in my car. All right. I mean, so game. we're halfway there, so... Uh, <laughs> All right. We might be another live another game live from MetLife, possibly. I don't know. Stay we'll, tuned. We'll keep you check updated. Check the page. Definitely check the page. Um, Philly minus four and a half. I love this. I love this. Um, I over love this. under is set at 45. Um, 
I, this is really this hurts me a little bit. Um, I just think Philly's playing too well. I mean, as weird as that sounds, they've beat the Giants. They've beat like after their loss to Miami, they beat the Giants at home. They went into Washington and won that game. Um, it was pretty close though until a garbage time touchdown, and then they beat Dallas last week. They and what? They they what? They beat Dallas. And you said that game was what? So I yeah Dallas was my yeah. lock last uh, week. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of was your second. It was my second lock. So I should have just stayed right off of it. Yep. You should have got greedy. Yep. I gave you ample opportunity. I told you why that was a bad Hindsight idea. Is I, 20, I, I, could, 20. I, I told you to, you know, lock Hindsight it. is twenty twenty. Yeah, well, I, I was right. Um, I'm gonna go with the Eagles in this one. Um, I just like, I yeah, the Giants have sh- they showed that. I mean, they're okay, and like, they had bi- Danny Jones and Saquon both had big games last week. I just don't see a way the Giants win this game. I and I think Philly. Wins it pretty convincingly. I think it's going to be a 10-point win. I mean, they're playing for something. Carson Wentz looked a lot better. Like, I know they're depleted. I know they're hurting. But I just, they need to get this one. And for the same reason I picked Dallas, I'm going to pick Philly. Because, I, I, and the Giants are going to be playing for this too. They're going to be playing to keep. Oh, the Giants will be playing They're going hard. to play to make it tough on play, both the, the, Dallas is, and Philly. This is a um, Philly game. The Giants are going to be playing this game hard. Those are a prove-it, uh, you know, this is a prove-it kind of game for the Giants too, especially for some of those guys maybe on a roster bubble next year, <laughs> new regime or not. They can kind of be like, look how I played against Philly, and that definitely, you know, plays a factor. Whether or not it should, what is up to, you know, whoever's making the decisions. Get old, but man. yeah, <laughs> I took the Giants at nine, nine and a half when they were in Philly. This line is just... They're not getting enough points for my liking here. If it was closer to a touchdown, I would say yes, but I, I don't think this game is a field goal game by any means. I mean, I know that they always play them tough. But yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a field it, it's, goal game. I'm going think, Philly on uh, this one. I, I think the Giants win this game outright. I really do. Mm. Um, Daniel Jones, uh, the offense finally has 90% of... I mean, they have everybody except Evan Ingram at this point. Sure. Um, Saquon's coming into his own. Yep. This is a game where Shermer... You know he only needs like 81 yards for like 1,000... On the year. Really? Yeah. He's been playing like, like buns all year. Yeah, yeah, that includes like a stinker against the Jets and three weeks where he didn't play. I was shocked to see that, but keep going. Well, I'm it's, almost there. He had the like Giants. 190 last week. Sure, yeah. The, the, the Giants, the, the Giants are fresh. That definitely helps. Yeah. Giants are fresh. So you're telling That's me the Giants? I'm telling you the Giants. I, the I Giants. like what they're doing on the offense. We, we've seen how their defense has been playing lately. Their secondary, the DeAndre Baker. We've talked about DeAndre Baker right. and how DeAndre right. Baker's playing hard. Doing better. Marcus Golden like, has been. I mean, he he's a sleeper on the defensive end. We talk about how Leonard Williams gets this close to the quarterback. Yeah. Maybe this is the week he gets the quarterback. Maybe. <laughs> I, 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 hopefully, the offense is convincing to me. This is a. I mean, the the Giants don't miss opportunities to knock other NFC East teams out of the playoffs. So the, the Giants always play either the Eagles or the or the Cowboys at the end of the year. They do the they do this every year because it's always coming down to the last game. Um, I love the Giants here. I'm going to take them four and a half. I'm going to take them money line. Speaking of Marcus Golden, did you see his? he, he earned his bonus, his $1 million bonus because he of his, a stat correction? They're, they're balling. The, the Giants are balling. They're feeling good. We want to go into next year with high hopes. Pat Shermer wants to keep his job. Betcher's on his way out, and that's another story. But Shermer wants to keep his spot. 
they want to roll into next year with some uh, with some momentum, and I, I'm taking the Giants all the way here. Coaching for jobs, Mikey. I'm right here on the Giants. Put me over the do edge. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Put okay, so are you? I'm actually not on the Giants. Oh. Okay, this is a typical game where the Giants have looked good the past few weeks. Right. The morale is up. You're Eli right. was back. Correct. All that. <laughs> they lost the number two like draft pick. They got their out of that. Now is the game where like Philly is just going to come in and honestly probably spank them. Daniel Jones is back. I think it's going to be a bust at the end of the season. I just think it's a typical Giants game to lose here. Like I, hear you. I think it's just it's just so like I said, just so Giants to lose. But it's so I'm Giants just, to win. It is so Giants to win this game. Yeah, but I feel like the past few weeks have been so Giants to win, and they have been looking good. And now it's I think we're it, like the five draft pick right now. If we're we locked win in this for game, top five. It, are we? Yeah. yeah, regardless. We're locked in for top five. I mean, that's I don't that's know. what I'm saying is we're already locked in for top five. So what we can so, win. Yes, we can win, but that's my point. Is like it's a Giants thing to not win. You knock yourself lower in the draft, and now you're just not gonna win. And I think that this is this is the start of the Giants turnaround for me. I think whoa, I, I, I think I think we, we, we go into the offseason hot. Whoa, whoa. We draft really well, and I think we're gonna start off next year. Uh, we're gonna start off next year really good. All I'm right, man. You, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking it back down to earth here and saying <laughs> Giants plus four and a half. Let's move on. Oh wait, I'm yeah. I'm taking Eagles minus four and a half. Let's, we're just, let's we're go Giants, split, though. We're split here, then. <laughs> yes, you, just, we are. you just blew my brain. Sorry, I'm in Sorry listen. I can't, I can't help but be excited <laughs> I about know, this. That was, that was a lot to handle. So we got uh, Pittsburgh visiting Baltimore. Um, Pittsburgh needs a win. And a Tennessee <clears throat> loss. Pittsburgh are two-point two, two favorites. Now, I'm going to preface that. It sounds a little weird right off the bat. But Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews, Earl Thomas, Tavon Young, Tony Jefferson, Pernell McPhee... Pretty much anybody important to that team is sitting. Um, aside from Hollywood Brown, I don't think, but I'm sure he'll he'll see his way out of the game at some point. I'm not going to touch this game, um, although we have to make a pick on this, and we saw how bad the Steelers looked last week playing Russian roulette with quarterbacks. Duck? It is Devlin mm-hmm. Hodge. It's Duck, but he Quack. got knocked out of the game. Mason Rudolph got... KO'd earlier in the season. Their quarterbacks just literally cannot stay healthy. Um, and they're not good to begin with. Although I think the Steelers would have won last week if it were not for Rudolph getting knocked out of the game and I would have Duck been having to come my, back in. I would have been fine on my lock then. Um, yeah, you would have been Such fine on your lock. Luck. Anyways, I it's in Baltimore. It is. I'm going to take the points with Baltimore yes, and whatever reserves they put out there. I don't think it matters. No, I don't think they just not. let this slip away. And, no. And that's going to be that for me. Yeah. It's Baltimore at home. Yeah, I don't care if Robert Griffin is playing. That guy is – he's athletic. He's got the ability he's, to make plays. He's, he's not a pocket passer. I mean, he's, he's not already, good. He's like, Lamar Jackson light, very yeah. light. <laughs> that's he's, fine. He's a good backup. Good backup. But he's arguably equal with Devlin Hodges. and He has more experience than him too. Baltimore yeah, still true. has a t- Baltimore still has a top five defense. Even if they take out a couple of their key starters, they still have a top five defense. It's a lot of scheme for them, scheme and talent, and they'll still have the scheme if they don't play their starters. Um, I think, I think Baltimore wins this one. Yeah, Pitts- uh, Pittsburgh's I, not gonna have James Conner either. Right. I like I like Baltimore here in the points and probably the money line. I'll just recommend the points, but yeah, I, I think in the back of. RG3's head, he's like, if I go out and ball this game with the success that Lamar Jackson had, somebody, some team could take a chance with me and he could, you know, prove that he still has some, you know, ability to be, exactly, to be a, a 
to be a starting quarterback for somebody in this league in a right system. And, you know, if he balls out in this game and they smash Pittsburgh and derail their playoff hopes, then a GM might take advantage of that and come calling. So I think Baltimore uh, takes two and a half here. I think RG3 balls out. Yeah, i got to keep it easy. Baltimore, yes, yeah. too. I agree with it. you, especially if you're watching the Steelers lose to the Jets last week. And then watching the Ravens a few weeks ago on Thursday Night Football just destroy the Jets. And the Ravens have a lot of backups in, I know that, but they're playing for something. Like, they want to get noticed. They want to try and get a starting spot, mostly not on the Ravens, maybe, but somewhere else. And like you said, with RG3, I think you have to take the Ravens here. You're not 13-2 and two with scrub backups. Exactly. Ex- well, yeah, you need rotation. You mm-hmm. take it. People get hurt exactly. throughout the year. You're right. Baltimore, that's an easy one. If Steelers so. were home, though, I might consider them. But with right. them, with them in Baltimore, yep. you have to. T- I think you have to take. Them. I think the unders in play here too. Both teams have good defenses and a lackluster or lesser um, Baltimore offense. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Well, what's the over under? It's like in the thirties. Th- I think it was thirty-seven and a half. It's another low scoring game because now you got to battle backups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that could go either way. I would. Yeah. I would. You know, I, I'm sure Vegas is more comfortable with the under. Um, All right, so what we got next? Moving on, we got Arizona at the Rams. The Rams are five point favorites. It opened at um, the Rams plus seven or minus seven and a half. It's now minus five, so we're getting money on Arizona there. The total is forty eight and a half. Um, I mean, that looks a little high to me initially, um, especially with the fact that Kyler Murray might not play because of a hamstring injury. Uh, he was limited in practice this week, but he wants to play. So, I mean, I'm just curious what Cliff Kingsbury wants to do there. Well, I mean, you want your number all, number one overall pick, your cornerstone, and your, your franchise tweaking his hamstring a little more and possibly tearing it? Probably not. Yeah, you don't want that. You so, don't. I'm going to bank on about. the fact that he's, even if he does play, he's not going to be as much of a threat with his legs. No. Um, And Brett Hundley is behind him. So, I don't really trust much of that. Arizona, however, did look pretty good last week versus Seattle. Um, and they beat Cleveland the week before. So they're picking up a little bit of steam here in the meaningless end of the season here. But then you look at the Rams. They've been up and down. Last week, they played San Francisco really, really tough. Um, lost by three points. I just think this is an easy one. I think the Rams are going to cover this spread with ease, um, with or without Kyler Murray playing for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, they're home. They really are playing for something here. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Still going to be tough. Can they make it into the playoffs? No. No, both Fall of them are Bruce. out. That's why Sean McVay was talking about maybe start uh, setting some of his starters as well for this upcoming mm-hmm. week because it doesn't matter. I mean, I can mm-hmm. imagine the Rams maybe they limit Todd Gurley, especially with his knee, his knee shoulder. Jalen Ramsey's also out. <sighs> I mean, I just I can't care. trust. I think there's I just too much talent on that team. I think team. there is. I mean, even if you start backups for the Rams, I mean, you take out Brandon Cooks, you still have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett, Higby. Uh, in the backfield, if you you know they they rest Todd Gurley, there's Daryl Henderson, uh, there's uh, Ronnie Brown. Their defense is still pretty good too. You, just because you're missing, um, what's his face, Jalen Ramsey, doesn't mean they're not going to be able to to put up. But I'll, I'll, I feel comfortable with Rams minus five here. They're home. Jared Goff plays well at home. Um, I think Jared Goff plays anyway. Yeah, he's, you know, they paid him. They don't want him to get hurt, but he's looked like garbage all year. He needs all the reps he can get. So uh, I feel comfortable with LA minus five here. I'm with you. Easy. Yeah, I I agree. Especially because I don't think Kenny and Drake is going to have 
another week like he did last week. Like, yes, he is a good running back, but I don't think he's going to put up 166 yards and two touchdowns. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I have to take the Rams on this. Squad agreement. Squad agreement, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Oakland playing in Denver at Mile High. Uh, Oakland is 7-8, and eight, both straight up and against the spread, which is shocking to me. I just think, like... I don't get how the Raiders have a shot at going 500 this season. It makes no sense to me. Like it's, I'm shocked every time I see their record. They've just been hovering that 500 mark all year. Denver is, man, I'll get ready. Six and nine. Nice. Um, straight up and nine and six against the spread. So they got tired. They're three and a half point favorites. The total set at 41. Um, I'm gonna go with Oakland plus three and a half on this. Denver doesn't really impress me, um, and Oakland shockingly can still get into the playoffs. That's um, Johnny G. It's unbelievable that, that they can still possibly get in the playoffs here in the AFC, but the Broncos are out of it. Um, although I'm not high on the Raiders, I'll take more than this field goal, and I don't really want to talk much about this because I'm just going to confuse the shit out of myself, and yeah, I'm just going to stick with it. I don't like John Gruden, I really don't, but I'm going with it. You were gonna talk yourself into a, a nice little Browns cover, not Browns I Broncos do like, cover. I'm taking I do the like Broncos. Drew Lock. Cover. I like the Broncos. I like here. Drew Lock. I'm taking the Broncos. I like him. Go ahead, he, give me the, your reasoning. What you got? That defense is still one of the better defenses in the uh, in the NFL. Like they have Chris Harris, they have Von Miller, they have legitimate playmakers on that defense. I don't think Oakland can stop those two guys. You know, by themselves, especially. Von Miller. Oakland's just been very streaky, very unimpressive. Yeah, they've won their fair share of games, and they're extremely lucky to be sitting there at 7-8 and eight with the possibility of making the playoffs. Um, Denver at home with a chance to knock off um, you know, a team from going to the playoffs. Like you said, their defense with Chris Harris, Von Miller, still a very formidable defense. And, and I think uh, De- Derek Carr doesn't do well in the cold, too. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's probably going to be cold up there in Denver. In the and the altitude is, is, a, is a factor. It this. is. And it's a young team. Like, they're not used to going into a place like this with those kind of elements. No, the De- Denver's 3-1 against the spread with um, with Drew Locke at the helm of the one loss coming to Kansas City, which is uh, obvious, which is okay, which is acceptable. Um but I think Denver minus three and a half is, is, is good here. So can I give you this rundown on the on the possibility of the Raiders making the playoffs here? Oh, God. How bad is it? So they haven't clinched a spot. They're not going to win the division. But to get the number six seed in the AFC, the Raiders need to basically hit a parlay here. And I'm pulling this from CBS Sports, an article. I'll give credit to Will Brinson. Because I don't want to be stealing his words because he wrote this. But they need the Titans to lose to Houston. They need the Steelers to lose to the Bills, and they need the Colts to beat the Jaguars. I don't that's think that's out of the possible. question. That's, I think that's entirely that's... possible. But do, do they have to win? Yeah, of course they have to win. Okay. Well, but <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> I think the toughest one is Stupid the Titans question. losing to Houston, but I could see that happening. And if the Raiders somehow sneak into the playoffs, I think that would be absolutely insane. That would um, be a John Gruden you, thing to did happen. Did you see the uh, the new stadium they're building in Las Vegas? For, for I've seen so many comparisons black. to like it's it's black all around the outside. The glass is black. The frame is you all know black. How hot that fucking it's, place it, is gonna it, be. It looks like a death, like the Death Star. It looks cr- like a That's black hole. It's gonna be sick. crazy. I also saw another one. Somebody posted a meme. It, you know the Roomba vacuums? Yeah. <laughs> the robot. <laughs> somebody said. Someone That's what said. <laughs> <laughs> that um, the stadium was the architect was the same person that designed, designed the yes. Roomba vacuum. <laughs> so. 
I'm excited for the Las Vegas Raiders next year. Same. I I have a lot of faith in my guy Johnny G over there. I think that I understand they need basically what you said, a parlay to get in the playoffs, but it starts with them winning. Like, yes, you need all the other things to hit, but if you don't win this game, that then those don't matter. And I think no one really fires up a locker room like John Gruden does, and those guys are going to come ready to play. I have to have faith in my Raiders. I'm, I, ha- I hate you, Derek Carr. I still hate you. You suck. <laughs> wow. I hate you. Sheesh. But I love John Gruden, big Darren Waller fan. Raiders. Plus three and a half. What is it? Three, uh, oh, yeah, plus it. three and a half? Three and a half. Is that it? Have you made it? all our yeah, picks? Yeah, last, last game. Now, see. Uh, while I'm getting to the next 49ers. game here, I think that's, I think that stadium is going to be filled with just a bunch of high-rolling betting men. I think it's you're going to... It's just going to... There's going to be a lot of celebrities. That place is going to be packed. You mean next year? Next yeah. year in Vegas, I think that stadium is going to be owned by a high-rolling... Just season season ticket holders like I that's gonna be, I don't think it's gonna necessarily be real fans in there uh, just because of location change but I disagree I, well, we'll I partially agree with you I think there's gonna be a good amount of what you said but I think that Oakland fans are diehard they're one of the craziest fan bases and from Oakland to Vegas is only three four hours like people will make a weekend trip out there for home games eight times like. People will do it. It's an attractive place to go for a weekend. Well, it really I, is. I, I don't know if you guys watch too much hockey or especially our listeners, but you know, ever since the Vegas, Vegas got Knights. the Golden Knights, they also I mean, came and won a Stanley. Like, well, they almost the, did. They got they the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup the yeah, first year. Yeah, but they were a good team, but that still. that stadium, that arena was filled every night. It was rocking. Um, Vegas has some fans. I mean, the, the people out there are dying to watch somebody. You know, Nevada's a huge, a huge state. They're dying for somebody in that desert. So I think Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders, are gonna have a good show out. All right, Sunday night football, eight twenty kickoff. We got the Niners visiting oh, no the Seahawks. Nope. No, we don't have a Monday night game. Um, Sad. San Fran are three and a half point favorites on the road versus Seattle. Um, Seattle just signed Marshawn Lynch um, back from Beast Mode retirement. I feel like he's retired like four times. Um, I don't think it's going to make a difference here. Um, I think San Francisco wins this game semi-convincingly. I think this line is way too low. Um, San Fran is 12-3 and straight up, 8-6 and against the spread. Seattle 11-4 and straight up, 7-7 uh, seven and seven against the spread. I don't know. This game is – San Francisco is just a better team than Seattle, and Seattle's mojo has been on the running game and – we don't know what we're getting from Marshawn Lynch, and it's just too much of a question mark for me to go with Seattle here. Even as more than a field goal home dogs, I, I just think San Francisco is a much better team put together. They're not as injury-stricken. Um, so, yeah, San Francisco minus three and a half. I'm with you for the same exact reasons. I, I don't think um, Seattle comes in and makes a makes well, a San huge... Fran's coming in. Yeah, but I mean, they all right, fine. I think I think San Fran comes in and, and blows them out. I think that the Seahawks are not going to face are not going to get embarrassed like they did last week. Mm. I don't know how much faith I do have in Marshawn, but I'm going to make myself have faith in him, especially after seeing him get out of that Escalade and all those Skittles falling out. I don't know if you saw the video on Twitter, but that was a crazy. Video. That was electric. That was electric. He is a like, he's a beast, and he was ankle deep in skittles. Yeah, which <laughs> that's a lot of skittles. <laughs> that is a lot. That sucks for the poor bastard that has to clean out that Escalade. But the rain. Oh no, not the rain. The rain. <laughs> um, 
But I think Marshawn does come back with a vengeance. He only he, I don't know if he even plays next season, but he's going to just tough out this season, going to give it his all. I'm not going to go with the spread. I'm going to go with the Seahawks money line on this. I think they win by a late game field goal just mm. to, to win it. And I okay. think Seahawks at home, money line. Let's go, Marshawn. Beast mode. I'm on both sides of this. I've, I've been That's on not the, allowed. <laughs> I'm on well, the it fence. could be. It's <laughs> I, Assuming you bet the same amount. Seattle last week when they played still Arizona, they looked they looked god-awful. <laughs> Kenyon Drake oh. ran for 166 <laughs> yards against Seattle. So I can imagine what the three-headed monster in San Fran does between Breida, Mostert, um, Tevin Coleman. But Seattle's healthy. I mean, relatively speaking, Russell Wilson is not their defense. Um, Seattle's 14-7 and against the spread as home dogs under Pete Carroll. I do think this is going to be a field goal game. I think San Fran wins by only a field goal here. So I'll, I'll go Seattle plus 3-2. I'll, I'll do a little Sunday night miracle here. A little Sunday night miracle here for Seattle. So I'll go Seattle plus 3. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to choke. All right. So wow. that's possible. Bold statement, but I'm sticking with it. So we're going to move on to the lock of the week segment here. Um, I, am, I am unprepared. I was wondering where we were going next with the podcast, what our next segment was, and then I looked down at my computer and I realized I need to pick a lock. Yeah. Um, this is a tough, tough week. Um, I, I don't know who to pick because a lot, a lot of games are meaningless. A lot of people are resting their starters and... Might, my, not, okay. might not play well, as I'll, hard, I'll, I'll so if somebody's got one, come out and say it. Yeah, my I, lock of the week know. this week is Minnesota minus one um, against Chicago. I don't think Chicago – Chicago's been unimpressive all year. Um, Minnesota's not going to lose to Chicago at home. This isn't a primetime game for Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think Minnesota minus one is going to be my lock of the week. All right. I mean, I, I'm going to pick one. Um, well, yeah. I'm going to go with oh. Indy minus three and a half on the road at Jacksonville. Um, Mano makes a face because I think I stole his pick. <laughs> Um, it's t- you can you're allowed to pick the same one. No, I'm not going to though. It's not fun. That's I, not fun. I mean, that's true. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Indy. I just think they have the biggest talent gap between teams this week, and both teams really don't have anything to play for. But I th- just think Indy's gonna really just run train on Jacksonville, and wow, I think that's it. That's an aggressive. Sexual. Yeah, that's an aggressive term. Like, yeah, I mean, lock yeah. of the week. Want me to go? Yeah. Are you to steal man? Steal it. Steal it. I'm. I'm. I... All right. Please don't. <laughs> I don't my, think you are. I think I just. <laughs> my lock of the week is going to be the Rams. Is that not no, your? No, you're okay. good. Okay. Mine is going to be the Rams at minus five. I don't. I. I just don't think Arizona is going to come out. Big thing is like I said, Kenyon Drake. Yes, good running back. I don't think he's going to pop off like he did last week. Have the two touchdowns over a hundred yards, over hundred fifty yards, and I think Jared Goff is just going to have a. I guess a get-right game is the best thing since the last game of the season, but I think he's going to do well, and I think as an overall team, the Rams are going to excel and beat the Cardinals by at least a touchdown, so my lock will be Rams minus five. Mano, before you give your pick, I can lay off of that. I have another one I really like, and I kind of just, it slipped my mind. No, I'm going because I think you and I, I, hope I you might should, be on the same page here. <laughs> All right. I think you and I might be on the same page here. I'm taking Baltimore plus two. That's yeah, not that's it. Not I, I like that one. I, that's I, not it. Okay. All right, so in that case, I'll double down again this oh, week to no, end the season. No, I'm gonna go. On. I'm going to go Cleveland minus three as my second okay, lock of the I can, week. I can, I can live with you betting against uh, Cincinnati. That's fine. I, I don't have to talk you out of that one. I enjoy doubling down on my locks. Um, um, I think it's good. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Baltimore here. Um, 
That's a really it scares bold me. Thing. I know. <laughs> I have no reason to feel this confident. Yeah, you in a bet that I'm making, I have no reason to feel uh, confident in the backups. The backups that the Ravens are putting out against a Steelers team with the backs against the wall in a must-win situation. But I'm Sunday, take... Sunday miracle. Yeah, that's what well, I'm it's saying. Sunday, here. Yeah, Sunday, four twenty-five. Any given Sunday, you're right. All right, so this is going to be a tricky week for our locks of the week. All posts from the lock segment, or all picks from the lock segment, are posted to our Instagram at capson.sports. Um, they'll also be posted to our Twitter at capson underscore inc. Now uh, we've ramped up the Twitter game like we promised. Um, it's getting there. We want to have a presence on all forms of social media, so as we've said before, you guys can get to it on your preferred social platform. Um, but anyways, that wraps up our final regular season pick segment. So going forward, I guess for the playoffs, it's going to be going to be shorter episodes because less games to choose from. Mm. Um, so if you like the long episodes, I'm sorry you're coming to an end. You're going to have to wait till next year. But... I'm excited for next year. Anyways, um, this season's not over yet, but I'm excited for a full season of podcasting. I think it's going to be good. Well, I think uh, I think these NFL playoffs this year are going to be pretty good. We're I'm excited be... for baseball. Ugh. I don't know how excited I am to gamble baseball, but I'm excited for baseball. I love gambling on baseball. Let's go Mets. Nah, Let's go Mets. That's not. Okay. That's not. <laughs> we're all Giants fans here, but we're not all Mets fans. And no, Nobody is. Happens to be only one. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, that wraps up the podcast. This is our week seventeen preview, episode seven. Yeah. Um. Follow, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, Capson Sports, and Capson underscore Inc on Twitter. And yep, yeah, that's it. So Mike's got something to say. I know I've been on the Eagles, but let's go Giants. Yeah. And as always, we'll leave the cap on for you. Bye.